harvest reapers. So how many are going out there and witnessing to the world? All right, all right. <laughs> Praise God, that is so awesome. We have a message, don't we? And it's not just any message. It is the, the message that makes a difference. And so I'm going to talk a little bit about that tonight because this is the last night, that uh, last midweek service that I'll talk for a couple weeks because Brother Redout will be here next week. And um, so I just want to take the time to share with you some thoughts on this. Let's, um, let's look at a very popular passage of Scripture, and it's found in Mark chapter 16, and let's start at verse 15. Mark 16, verse 15. Amen. Let's see if the, oh, wow, that was quick. Mark chapter 16, verse 15. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. I'm just going to ask my sister-in-law, Sister Christy Martinez, if she would ask for the Lord's blessing today. Amen. You may be seated. So I want to talk to you today about going into all the world. All the world. This gospel message is not limited to one place or to one people. And I'm not sure that the disciples of the Lord Jesus understood right away that they were not to limit their preaching to the Jews only. Not just Jerusalem, not just Judea or Samaria, but also unto the uttermost parts of the earth. And we here at Cornerstone House of Prayer, we have a mission field. But it is not just here in Placerville. We have to be willing to share this gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ wherever we might go. What if we don't go anywhere? What if we only stay local? How can we reach the entire world? Most all of the places that you would consider to be the uttermost parts of the earth, I have never been to or even heard of. I can only be in one place at a time, so how can I participate in going into all the world. Brother John Thomas 
pastor in Marysville, California, or Olivehurst, I think is where their church is actually at, is the director for the Western District for Global Missions. And every year he sends out a flyer to pastors. In fact, I have the flyer here. Let me pull this out. So you, if you, anybody wanted to look at it, I have it in my binder. So this is um, a flyer. It's from Truth Tabernacle, Marysville, California. And on this flyer, you will see this was sent September 27th, 2022. So just a little over a month ago. And there are listed 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 10 missionaries who are coming through the Western District in 2023 and the dates that they'll be coming through. He sends this out to pastors and says, if you want to schedule them, it's first come, first serve. Because you got a call and say, hey, I'd like to have, sorry, it's already booked. We've already got them booked. For example, I called and I wanted to have the pastor from Malta. I wanted to have him come here, Brother Parker. And he said, Brother Parker is no longer deputizing this year. My mother had seen him at General Conference, and he said he was trying to uh, get all his partners and missions, his PIMs, so that he didn't have to go on deputation and he can go back to Malta. So it must have worked out because he's not coming to the Western District now. So my first choice was not available. And so I said, uh, he said, Brother Thorson, you caught me early this year. So that's good. He goes, you can choose just about any missionary you want. I said, I don't want to just like take them all, all the dates, because none of the other pastors will have a chance. He said, Brother Thorson, I tell them all, first come, first serve. But it's been my desire to be able to have three missionaries per year. And we were able to schedule three this year. Are you guys excited about that? I'm excited about that. So I just wanted to share that with you. I'm going to tell you who they are and the dates that they're coming. It's trying to talk to me. Um, so we have our first missionary who's coming Sunday, February 12th, 2023. It's, his name is Eugene. His wife is Sherry Dominguez. They are regional evangelists for region one i don't know what region one is but we think it's south america because i asked brother um, thomas i said what's region one he said i think it's south america but i'll have to get back to you on that let me read to you his bio eugene Gino, known as Gino, and Sherry Dominguez, founded in 1996 and have pastored the Iglesia de Milagros Metro UPC in San Diego, California. They also achieved a very difficult church in a day built in the heart of San Diego. 
He is one of the co-founders of the Sectional Spanish Bible Institute in San Diego. They served as Amers in Puerto Rico in 1993 to 94, have been involved in missions work in Peru since 1998, involving some 30 trips, ministering in conferences, crusades, and training. They have traveled and ministered in more than 30 countries. Brother Dominguez has authored more than 30 books and courses in English and Spanish. They have also pioneered Spanish Bible quizzing ministry in SoCal and Peru. They have two children, four grandchildren. They love God, the truth, and souls, and God uses them in training, ministering, in the gifts of the Spirit, and song. So that's, they're coming February 12th. Our second missionary uh, is coming Sunday, June 11th, 2023. This is Josh and Ashley Barsodi, uh, missionaries to Asia, Vietnam, Laos, Cambodia. Josh, Ashley, and Zion have been in the mission field for over nine years, starting as aimers to the country of Norway and throughout Europe, and from there assisting for three years in the country of India at ATI Bible School. For the past five years, they have been laboring consistently in the nation of Vietnam as the first missionaries to live permanently on the ground, as well as making trips into Cambodia. In the last several years, they have started the United Pentecostal Church of Vietnam, as well as starting five Bible schools and pastoring a church for the past four years. From these efforts, they have baptized over 1,000 souls in Jesus' name and have reached into over 10 countries, spreading the gospel far and wide. And then the last one, Wednesday, September 6th, because I told Brother Thomas, I said, I know Sundays go fast. Nobody wants to do, they want a missionary on a Sunday. Because every time I've called in the past, he said, Brother Thorson, there's no Sundays available. All right, what midweek week do you have available? So I said, I'm going to not take all the Sundays. I'll take a Wednesday. So Wednesday, September 6th, uh, 2023, is Luke and uh, Samantha Campbell, missionary to Central America, Caribbean, and Costa Rica. Luke and Samantha Campbell served three and a half years in the beautiful country of Guatemala on the AIM program. There they helped missionaries Brad and Regina Thompson and Lynn Jewett in the Bible School, National Work, and the Orphanage. H-O-M-E International. Late in 2014, they returned to the United States, and in 2015, they evangelized and preached in American and Hispanic churches. Uh, the Campbells received their intermediate missionary appointment to Costa Rica in 2016. They arrived in the gorgeous country of Costa Rica in 2018. In 2019, Luke and Samantha were joined by their son, Asher. Asher is now three years old and enjoys speaking in both English and Spanish. Luke has recently been appointed as the Global Campus Ministries Coordinator for Central America and the Caribbean. Brother Campbell is strong in outreach evangelism and uh, preaches and teaches in both English and Spanish. Sister Campbell speaks Spanish fluently, teaches and preaches, and can translate and interpret English to Spanish. Those are the three missionaries we have coming in 2023. So we may be a small church here but what can this small church do to reach our world? Our contributions to these missionaries will help us to be involved in the gospel being spread throughout the world. Are we going into all the world? Can we go into all the world? What do you think? Is it possible? Today I had a call. I was here at the Grange earlier today meeting with HughesNet. We're trying to get a better internet service. 
And so I met with the guy, and um, when it was all said and done, he said, this is not a good location for HughesNet. You need a clear, you have all these trees right here. You need a clear opening. And he said, what you have here is actually stronger than HughesNet. I said, okay, well then, we won't do HughesNet. He talked me out of it right away. So he told me to call the number and cancel the order and that we would be refunded. So I called the number and the lady on the other line spoke with a very strong accent. How many ever done that? You like, I got the feeling she wasn't from here. And um, very strong accent. And I said, um, she, you know, a couple times we had to, she had to ask again what I was saying. And a couple times I had to ask what she was saying. And um, I got the information. And she said, this is going to take a little while. She goes, just, uh, just, just hang on the line. And uh, she goes, I'll be right here. I'm not going anywhere. Um, so, you know, you can put it on speakerphone. And she goes, you, you can ask me anything. You want to talk? Just talk to me. I'll be right here. So... I got in the truck, I had my earphones in, drove over to get mail, the church mail, and she goes, how's your day going? <laughs> With a much stronger accent. I can't say it the way she said it. And I said, uh, so far it's going pretty good. She said, do you have lunch yet? I said, well, it's right around lunchtime. How about you? She goes, uh, six o'clock tonight. Now, I don't know where she's at. Um, but... Uh, we got to talking, and she said, you ever heard of this group? It's a heavy metal group. And I go, I go, no, I never have. She goes, it's just like my name. And I go, oh. She goes, what kind of music do you listen to? I said, I listen to Christian music. She goes, Christian music has heavy metal bands. <laughs> and I go, yes, they do. <laughs> she goes, like, and she named a few of the bands. And... Um, and I go, uh, yeah, I haven't heard of those. <laughs> and so uh, she said, uh, can you sing for me? Uh, and I go, uh, she goes, you sing? And I said, yeah, I sing at church and stuff. She goes, can you sing for me? And I go, um, well, what would you want me to sing? She goes, I'm just kidding with you. I never had a conversation like this with somebody over the phone, you know. And uh, she was talking about these other Christian bands, some that I knew, Smith, uh, Walker Smith, that lady, and some of the songs. And she goes, you know the lady that had to shave her head? She goes, I'm bald. She goes, I'm just kidding. She was a joker. <laughs> and so I got to thinking that even though I'm here, I think this lady is somewhere else besides the United States. I think she's probably in another part of the world. We can have an opportunity to share the Lord Jesus Christ, no matter who it is, no matter who it might be. And I think she had uh, such a good time talking to me that it was like almost she didn't want to hang up at the end. She was having so much fun. And, um, but that little discussion opened the door for a discussion on Christianity. And so no matter where you're at, we have a mission field to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. It doesn't matter where you're at.
You might be in the uttermost part of the earth, down, way down Sandridge Road. Down, what's the name of your dirt road, Sister B? Willow Glen. Big potholes, right? Not too many missionaries been out there lately, right? <laughs> Not even the Mormons go there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But how can we reach our world, right? So we're to preach the gospel. The gospel message is what we need to preach. That's the message. Romans chapter 1, verse 1, and it says, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God which he had promised afore by his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, concerning his son Jesus Christ our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh, and declared to be the Son of God with power according to the Spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead, by whom we have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith among all nations for his name, among whom are ye also the called of Jesus Christ, to all that be in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So the gospel right there is defined, right? That verse one separated into the gospel of God, which he had promised afore by his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, concerning his son Jesus Christ our Lord. That's the gospel message. Which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh. It, the gospel message doesn't just start at the death, burial, and resurrection. A lot of people say, how do you define the gospel? Well, it's the death, burial, and resurrection, right? According to 1 Corinthians 15. Well, it actually starts before that. It goes all the way back to who Jesus Christ is. Jesus Christ, made of the seed of David according to the flesh. We can look at 1 Corinthians 15, where it says in verse 1, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel, which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scripture, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the Scripture, and that he was seen of Cephas, then of the twelve. After that, he was seen of above five hundred brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain unto this present, but some are fallen asleep. After that, he was seen of James, then of all the apostles. Last of all, he was seen of me also, as of one born out of due time. For I am the least of the apostles that am not meet to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God, which, with, which was with me. Therefore, whether it were I or they, so we preach, and so ye believed. So this gospel, it does include the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. 
But the gospel message goes all the way back to who he is and who it is that was conceived, who it is that was born, who it is that went through all the things that you and I went through and then grew and had a ministry and then he died and was buried and he rose again. And people say, I want to share the gospel with you. And when we read Mark 16, 15, where it says, go ye therefore into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. A number of years ago, when we were doing outreach, we were doing door knocking, and I had my own outreach team. I was reading that scripture, and I said, there's the message that we are to preach and share with the world, the gospel. And I started going and knocking on the door, and I said, I just want to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with you. And that Jesus Christ, and I, I quoted from 1 Corinthians 15, because it's before I really understand that it actually goes back all the way to his conception there in Romans chapter 1. And so I remember doing that. So the gospel message, it's not just good news. People say, what's the gospel? It's good news. It's not just that. There's people out there preaching what they call the gospel, and it's a different gospel. It's another gospel. And some of these people that are preaching aren't even qualified to preach. Did you guys know that? There's a lot of people preaching in the world today that are not even qualified to preach. Let's look at Romans chapter 10, verse 13. It says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So that's all you got got to do is say, Jesus, you're saved, right? Is that it? Right? Well, let's see. what it, let's, let's read a little further. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? So how can you call on somebody you don't even believe in? And we know what the definition of believing is from James chapter 2. We're not going to get into that. But how are you going to call on somebody you don't even believe in? right? How shall they believe in whom, in him of whom they have not heard? How are they going to believe in somebody that, that they haven't heard about? And how shall they hear without a preacher? So they need a preacher that preaches something to them about the Lord Jesus Christ, and they hear about this Lord Jesus Christ, and they begin to call on him. How shall they preach? Now, it's just not anyone who can preach, except they be sent. So there's a lot of people preaching, but have they been sent? And if they had been sent, what message have they been sent to preach? Because there's a lot of people preaching another gospel. He would not send us to preach a different gospel. He wouldn't do it. As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things, but they have not all obeyed the gospel. People say gospel is good news. It is good news. Hey, have you heard the gospel? Yeah, it's great news. Now, have you obeyed it? Wait, how do I obey the gospel? How do I obey the death, the burial, the resurrection? How do I obey it? How do I obey what Jesus did? 
well, Romans kind of tells us, doesn't it? We are buried with him in baptism. Romans chapter 6. So we can and we must obey the gospel. And so, Lord, who hath believed our report, so then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. But I say, have they not heard? Yes. Verily their sound went into all the earth, and their words unto the ends of the world. So there are a lot of people preaching the wrong message in our world today. And I truly believe that we have the message that will change people's lives. I truly believe that we have, and I, I can't overemphasize this, the message. All caps, out loud, exclamation point, exclamation point, just a bunch of them. I really believe we have the message and it is him. The ones who preach the gospel of peace in this passage are the ones who are sent. And who is the one that, that does the sending? That's right. There are many who are out there preaching who have not been sent, and many preach another gospel. Is there another gospel besides the correct one? Is there? It's a kind of a trick question. We need to beware because the wrong gospel is not the gospel that saves. Galatians chapter 1, verse 6. Paul writes this, I marvel that ye are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. I'm, I, I'm amazed by this. That you are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. Next verse, which is not another. It's another gospel, but it's really not another. I take that back. So they're saying it's the gospel, but it's really not good news. Because if it's not a gospel that saves, how good is that news? If it's not a gospel that makes a difference in your life, how good really is that? Good tidings. Gospel means good tidings. It means good news. So he says, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. What they're preaching is a perverted gospel. It's a gospel that's been tweaked. It's a gospel that's been perverted. It's a gospel that's been changed. And Paul was concerned about this. You can see it here, right? They're coming, they're preaching another gospel. It's not really another one, but it's this perverted gospel of Christ. But though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you, even if I came and I said, guess what? All this time I've been preaching the wrong thing. I've got a brand new gospel I want you all to hear. Even if, Paul's saying, even if I did that, but though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you. Let him be accursed. As we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that ye have received, let him be accursed. 
So I believe that we preach a gospel that saves. But I see churches down the street and I drive past them and I know, I believe 100% that what they're preaching does not save. That's offensive to some. People take offense to that. It's not a true offense if it's the truth, is it? We talked about that in the forgiveness lesson, right? It's not really a true offense. They take offense to it. You could be gentle, speak the truth in love, and say, no, that's not the right gospel. That's a different gospel than what the apostles preached. So we are to show the difference and must between the holy and the profane and between the clean and the unclean. Brother McAtee talked a little bit about that on Sunday. So go ye therefore and preach the gospel to every creature. Jesus said that. The Jews at first, I think we're preaching just to the Jews. Even though in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, uh, Jesus said, you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, uttermost parts of the earth. Right there in Acts 1 verse 8, right? But it took Peter, right, having this vision come down with this tarp with a bunch of unclean animals. And God said, kill them and eat them. He said, not so, Lord. I've never eaten anything unclean. It's happened three times. This had a meaning to it. And while he was pondering and thinking about what does this mean, there was some individuals who were Italian, right? And they came and they were looking for Peter and they had, it was Cornelius, you guys remember? Who was a good man, he was a devout man. He, had, he, gave, tithe, he gave alms, he fasted, he prayed. We talked about the threefold cord in Matthew chapter six. He did all of them. He had a very devoted, secret life. You know, you pray to your father, which is a secret, right? Praying in secret, giving in secret, and fasting in secret. Cornelius did all those. And so while he was doing that, God said, uh, send for Simon and, you know, send a men to Joppa and call for Simon, whose surname is Peter. And he did that. And, they, and uh, this all happened, you know, while Peter was taking a nap around lunchtime. What happens around lunchtime? You get hungry. <laughs> Anyone here get hungry, feel like you could eat anything sometimes? So I think Peter might have been hungry, but the unclean animals... He said, no, I've never eaten anything unclean. There's something interesting about that. The Jews considered those who were not Jewish people to be unclean, like unclean animals. And we can get that from the book of Hosea. And so um, I just find that fascinating. And so God said, here's the deal. What God hath cleansed, call not thou common. To hear they're coming, so you go and you preach. So Peter went over there and preached to Cornelius and his household. I, I guess God is no respecter of persons. He preached. And while he's preaching, they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. Now, Peter had brought six Jews with him. He wasn't by himself. Total of seven with him, right? Or seven, including himself, six with him. And as he was preaching, they began to speak in other tongues. I think, the, I think it actually says in Acts 10, uh, they received the Holy Ghost. 
And I like to point this out to people. Acts chapter 10, verse 46, is it? 1046. Let's see how fast my son can be here on the screen. For they heard them, oh, I'm sorry, 45 tells us what it is. They of the circumcision which believed were astonished as many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. They were astonished. And then I usually like to ask the question, how did they know that the Gentiles had received the Holy Ghost? Because all these churches down the road have a different definition of what it means to receive the Holy Ghost, right? They'll say, oh, accept Jesus as your personal Savior? Good. Um, Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit. Sign here on the dotted line, membership. Holy Spirit, there you go. Or when you're baptized, you automatically receive the Holy Spirit, right? None of that lines up with Scripture. We have a lot of reasons. But this is what I was pointing out to somebody who went to a Bible college, a Trinitarian Bible college, and she sat there and was trying to tell me she disagreed with what we t taught. And, and I said, well, let's go through the scripture. And we went through it. And she said, I don't disagree. I disagree with this because blah, 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 blah. And I said, we've been talking for about an hour. And I said, I haven't heard you say one scripture. And I said, and I just been giving you scripture. And this is the one of the scriptures. I said, if it had not been for speaking in tongues... I, if it had not been for speaking in tongues, there'd be no Gentile church because the Jews were preaching to the Jews and there was a whole big deal about it when these Gentiles received the Holy Ghost just like we received the Holy Ghost. For, the next verse says, they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then answered Peter. I said, everyone, uh, do you read the New Testament? She said, yes. I said, everyone who was writer spoke in tongues. I said, you're, written, you're reading a book written by tongue talkers. So to every creature, it means to everything or anything created. Go you therefore, Matthew, back to Mark 16, preach the gospel to every creature. It doesn't matter who they are. It doesn't matter how low they might be, right? So that's Mark chapter 16. And then real quick, I want to read Matthew 28. Jesus came in, in verse 18 and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. So if Jesus has all power, how much power is left for somebody else? So he's got all the power in heaven and he said, go ye therefore and teach all nations. It actually means go and make disciples, students of all nations, baptizing them in the name. Now, what is the name? Right? One name there's not an S on the end of it. It doesn't say name of the Father and name of the Son and name. The word, the, the word name is just once in that verse. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Teaching them to observe all things 
whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. So just we are to go and to make disciples of all nations. So how can I contribute to that? It's been my desire, and I've heard this by many pastors who have said that they began uh, bringing in more missionaries, and as they began to partner with PIMs, Partners in Missions is what it stands for, and as they began to send in PIMs and get more missionaries, that God started blessing them financially. Even though it might be $50 a month, it might be just a small thing that we are contributing into. But if this is true, we have three missionaries that we might be able to partner with, and one's going to be uh, South America, one is Central America and the Caribbean, and the other one is uh, Vietnam and Laos and Cambodia. And maybe we're not going there right now ourselves, but we are contributing and we are doing what we can to send the gospel message into the entire world. We must reach our world. We got to reach our world, you know. And so we're doing what we can. And Brother Bloss and Sister Chrissy, I'm glad they have the burden that they have for souls. And there's some people out there in the, there's some rednecks out there, Sister B., uh, there's some places I'm scared to go. Because <laughs> you drive down some of these dirt roads and they got these chain fences and they got pit bulls running on the property and you drive up and they're going to come out with guns. I've been to some of those. It's scary. But this is our, this is us. This is our mission field. Right, Sister Kachin? She lives in that area. Her property's right in that area. <laughs> Yeah, she, she's right up there with them. <laughs> Don't be driving up to their property unannounced. <laughs> you have cameras. So uh, that's what it's like. But what are you doing to reach your world? We've got to reach our world in any way that we can do it. You know, and when I go, when me and my wife went over to Hawaii, we're not on vacation from reaching the world. We're there. There's still people there that need to know about Jesus Christ. There's still people there that need to hear the gospel. And I could say, well, this isn't my mission field, so I'm on vacation. Right? We can't do that. No matter where we're at. I live in Shingle Springs. Guess what? I'm not pastoring the church in Shingle Springs. There's a church there. But I still, I'm not going to like, well, sorry. You know, you're not my job. Where do you live? Oh, I can't tell you about Jesus. Right? Oh, you live in Citrus Heights? Oh, uh, let me give you a phone number here. Um, no, just wherever we're at, we need to be able to tell people about the Lord Jesus Christ. Go into all the world. Kylie, right there in Folsom. You get to see people every day. I mean, you're entering uh, into the workplace and working with people. that Some of them probably live there in Folsom. The mission field's all around us. Amen. Praise God.
So anyways, that's the message for tonight. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. That's for all of us. Even you, Joe Nathan. Mm, yeah. Even you, Nathaniel. Mm, yeah. Caleb, mm -hmm, even you. Yeah. Michael. Michael, this guy. I don't know if you guys have heard him talk about these water softener systems. But he'll sell you on one. He really will. And um, we got to be able to tell people who Jesus Christ is with, with that same enthusiasm, with confidence that what we have is going to help your water system. <laughs> it really is going to help. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right, I'm going to have my daughter Regina pray in closing. Amen. You guys are.